0: I'm Meredith and I'm Robin and this is my TV family today. We'll be speaking with our special guest Mallory from Mallory makes about the most recent project runway season.
1: Welcome back to my TV family. As Meredith mentioned, we'll be talking about project runway and catching up on what we've been watching this summer Before
0: we get into what we're watching, let's talk about the hot topics in television. Robin,
1: hit us with your hot topics. Oh, I would love to, Meredith. First, a sad um, announcement. (laughs) Oh, hot topics. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Um... One of my favorite publications of all time, Entertainment Weekly, which yes. is my entertainment Bible, as you know, um, just announced that they're going to Entertainment Monthly.
0: Uh, man, I feel that though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we can all relate, um, but it was one of those things where you saw kind of like the paper quality going down yeah. a little bit and... Um, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, I think that the internet killed the magazine star or something. Um, Ooh, turn that a, into a song. That's a song for you. <laughs> um, but I have to say I am devastated by this news. I have been reading Entertainment Weekly since middle school. I know. I um, I remember reading the movie reviews and like having to look up a lot of the words in them because I did not understand (laughs) what they meant um, because my vocabulary had not caught up to my hunger for pop culture news Um, and I remember begging my mom to take me to these weird indie art house movies whenever they made their way to my sad town. Um, including begging her to take me to see the crying game. Awesome. Sorry mom (laughs) Uh, because it got glowing reviews in Entertainment Weekly um, but I remember having no idea what was going on. I know now (laughs) Um, but I will say like to this day the day that Entertainment Weekly comes in my mail is one of my favorite parts of the week so I'm kind of crushed about it. If anyone out there has found um, a substitute for Entertainment Weekly slash monthly in their lives, please reach out. I'm going through a tough time.
0: Um, This is just like a very on-brand question for me, but <laughs> do you get a discount now that you're only getting it monthly?
1: <laughs> Meredith, I wish I had told you. I wish I could tell you that I had investigated that. That is a really good question. I feel like... At one point, Entertainment Weekly was like... Hello, dum-dum. Um, so you don't have to renew your subscription. Why don't you just give us all of your credit card and bank numbers <laughs> and put your Social Security right here and we'll just keep your magazine coming forever. And I was like, thank <laughs> goodness someone has taken this responsibility away from me. So We're
0: just going to keep your IV bag full of yeah. pop culture coming through your so veins. So I
1: really <laughs> couldn't tell you whose money is going where at this point. Oh, that's but right. I just love a, a discount. That's a good question. You know me. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) um and my only other um hot topic which is slightly happier is that um the good fight is now available on regular old cbs
0: oh really Mm -hmm.
1: i think maybe they just released season one
0: like on the cbs regular
1: Mm -hmm. dot com yeah um, Like, how are you finding it I haven't watched it yet, but oh. multiple listeners have told me that they are now watching The Good Fight on CBS. Oh, okay. Um, but my question is, do they use potty words on regular CBS or CBS.com? Because I know that um, old Diane Lockhart was dropping F-bombs like it was her job.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how they will get around it. If they're just if they're airing it on like network TV, now I get what you're saying there. Um, there wasn't a ton of language in the first... Season, but I feel like, like not
1: interested.
0: Oh, well, I could be just. I remember the very first time she dropped the yeah, F bomb, and it the, was like, like a like the needle end scratch. The, end of the first episode, like, let me just tell you, you know, like, th- this is how it's gonna be, but I don't remember it being terrible. All like, right. season two, where I had to stop, yeah. There was, like, way more stuff that they can't show on network television. So I'd be interested to see how they would get around that.
1: Listeners, if you are watching The Good Fight on regular old CBS or CBS.com, let us know, Yeah. are there nudie bits? Are there bad words?
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of... There are definitely nudie bits in season two, so... Oh, uh. you have my
1: attention again. (laughs) Meredith, what have you been watching through these summer days and nights?
0: Well, this is, I know, not really... Hot topic, as in the most recent, Mm -hmm. but it's still recent, is that I watched the Women's World Cup. I've heard of it. Um, And I'm not really a regular soccer watcher. I don't watch soccer just on any old day. But if I do, it's women's soccer. I like 100% would think women's soccer is yes. more interesting and entertaining to watch than men's soccer.
1: I didn't even know men played soccer, so that's <laughs> news to yeah. me.
0: <laughs> and well, at least our, the U.S. men. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <think> <laughs> I don't think they're, they've are they been playing much either. Um, but then I also like high stakes yeah. games, right? Like mm-hmm. I watched pretty much all of the um, the last like four or five and loved it.
1: So good. I have to tell you, I was walking through, I was flying during the final game and I was at the airport um, for the last moments of the last game Yeah, when the women, the American women won and the entire airport exploded into applause. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Like it really felt like a, one of those rare things that like drew the whole country in.
0: Yeah. Which is cool. No, I was all about it. I love their celebrations. Mm-hmm. I've loved their celebrations after mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of going on their victory tour. Yep,
1: ticker tape parade. Um, Megan they- Rapino holding a bottle of champagne and her trophy and saying, <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. I mean. She does. She do. And <laughs> like, let us all be a little more like that in our lives. Right. Like a yeah. little less like, oh, well, I did this thing that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, be like. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I we deserve. We this. earned
0: this. <laughs> I do like that they always talk about how they are twenty-two best friends. I like they know. seem legitimately close. Um, I thought it was just all the games are really interesting to watch. Um to bring this back to TV a little bit Rose yes. Lavelle she scored the very last goal in the final game. Yes. Um beautiful like strong kick and she looks exactly like the girl from Downton Abbey to me Daisy I don't know if you remember oh, she Yeah. Daisy in the kitchen staff.
1: Now that you just said that it just clicked into place. Yeah. Precisely <laughs> she does.
0: I keep um googling Roosevelt and Daisy from <laughs> Downton Abbey's name together to see if anyone else is talking putting it about together this because to me they look exactly alike and it also made that goal even more impressive to me I'm like Daisy did it just like this <laughs> small girl from the kitchen is now
1: out there scoring goals for her country i did see someone tweeting about the fact that um she looked like a bronte heroine who should be walking around with a parasol because her yeah. skin was so pale oh uh, and they were asking about her skincare routine yeah like she plays an outdoor sport in the sunshine <laughs> full time well, like she and i can what kind of SPF are you (laughs) rocking I'm speaking of Downton did you see the preview for the movie I
0: haven't yet (gasps) well you know what? I did see just like a little snippet when I went to the movies a couple weeks ago
1: after we record let's watch it together (laughs) yeah I'm
0: excited about that squeal so that's basically it for my hot topics that's I've been watching every Twitter video of the women's soccer (laughs) celebrated celebrating um and it's been fun
1: that's fantastic.
0: Should we get to what we're watching?
1: Uh, yes, please. All right. Tell us what you've been watching because it's been a while since we've talked about it. It's been a while and I feel like we need to circle back to something that I mentioned I was fixing to be watching, as okay. they say, um, and that got a lot of play during our ATX Fest coverage. Yes. Um, so just to confirm for those of you who listen to our ATX Fest coverage and for the few of you who may have missed it out there in listener land... Um, Flea bag and its creator Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, I mean, just like the absolute darling of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, every single person involved in creating or characters for television, to a person almost, mentioned Fleabag as yeah. their most recent favorite. I could not agree more. I adored season two. I loved season one and kind of thought like, why not leave well enough alone? Which I think a lot of people did. But season two was a perfect season of television. It is six delectable episodes. I laughed. I cried. I rewatched some naughty scenes in super slow-mo a couple of times. Um, It is a perfect season. The ending is exquisite. I cannot wait to see what Phoebe Waller-Bridge comes up with next. She is like one of the great creative minds of our times.
0: I know everybody is talking about it, and even <laughs> everyone's talking about her. Even she was at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. and yes, like the people faces are talking of to, yeah Phoebe Waller-Bridge <laughs> talking about their favorite celebrity sightings at Wimbledon, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge was even topping that mm-hmm. list of yep. favorite um bystanders and
1: at uh, the Wimbledon she's just the best and she's got that dry British wit she like seems like she might be impervious to everyone fawning over her I hope.
0: yeah well, yeah I hope so too
1: <laughs> um can I tell you one other thing that I was inspired to watch based on ATX yeah please um so I f- watched um Vita season two okay so after seeing um the creator Tanya Siracho and her amazing amazing writing team kind of getting some play and some representation at atx fest i blew through season two yeah it is on stars which as you know i have a hard time finding but i just again i just (laughs) give my credit card number my bank information my social security information to the pop culture gods and just hope for the best so i found it somewhere legally um and you know my man raul castillo is in it Mm -hmm. he mostly got used and abused um and just kind of thrown away um he was like tangential to the story really i've thrown him away long ago (laughs) i'll come find you (laughs) um but as in season one like the real story here is the women and the two sisters um emma and lynn and kind of their relationship and just like they're bumbling and stumbling through um semi-adulthood um there was a character named nico who was introduced as a love interest for emma mm-hmm. um she was played by um an actress named roberta roberta Calindras and she was a revelation she just absolutely killed it um but the sisters again kind of remain the center of the show and emma and lynn have these really touching moments throughout the season some really tough moments throughout the season um and i just had this like kind of realization that they are at the intersection of your blood family and your found family. Yeah. So they're trying to they're sisters, um, and they're trying to make a family and make a relationship with their dead mother's secret wife. Yeah. And like what that looks like and like how they can run a business together and how they can live together and um i don't know it's just something i have never seen before it's not like any show out there and i highly highly recommend you seek it out
0: yeah that Meredith. is in- oh that is interesting to me though that they're technically family yeah right because like even if it's through marriage yeah right? like that's family and they have to make this their found family too yeah. that's an interesting cross
1: section of two things we talk about often i thought so as well it's a very interesting dynamic um, and it's a very sexy little show. <laughs> Meredith, what have you been watching?
0: Okay. So I just ate up dead to me. This is
1: very surprising to me. That I is a know. dark program.
0: It's dark, but n- I don't know. I didn't feel like it was, it wasn't too dark for me. Okay. I was worried it was going to be. And then yeah. my sister watched it and she and I have kind of similar sensibilities. so yeah. oh, our sensitivities, um And so I was like, okay, I can do it And the first episode just got me hooked yeah. I thought it was really good Um, I think it probably could have been cut down By a couple episodes Okay, Because it twists and turns so many times And you think, like, everyone has two sides to them yeah. And you're going back and forth Of what side you really feel like they are Like, mm-hmm. this person's a psycho Or nope, now they're, like, really endearing and great yeah. And now I see this different side They flip-flop so many times back Mm -hmm. and forth between them it got a little exhausting by the (laughs) end of just being like oh they're good they're bad they're good you know yeah um but i still really loved most of the season i thought the casting was perfect Mm -hmm. this is like one of the shows where i felt like they nailed the casting
1: yeah and those two women are yeah phenomenal so
0: for those of you who don't know about dead to me this is on netflix um and it follows these two women Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini and they meet in grief counseling because they they both at the time lost a loved one Um, and then you just see their story unfold and how they really are connected and James Marsden is in it and he just like already has this borderline creeper instinct mm-hmm. to me and yep. so it is perfect he plays the don't perfect. take it
1: personal it's just your face
0: <laughs> it's just like the hair and the way you talk and all you're these being things. yeah just this whole vibe i get from you <laughs> is like borderline ke- creepy but um yeah I, I feel like people could probably say that about me so we're two peas in a pod james marsden i just think they nailed it on the casting christina Mm -hmm. applegate goes on these rage rants Mm -hmm. um, so her husband got hit by a car and so she is trying to find the person who it was a hit and run yep she's constantly trying to find the person who hit him and so when she's running on the same road where where he got hit she's always looking for people who are speeding or who have dents in their cars and she just lets loose sometimes on people who are driving too fast or she really has a rage problem and it's pretty <laughs> cathartic to watch her let it out. It's relatable. <laughs> Not to say that I have a rage problem, but... Or that you're it borderline is... creepy. <laughs> but it is really nice to watch someone be able to just like let Let loose, it out. Right? And so I, I love it. And I think Linda Cardellini, she... You know, at times you're like, man, this girl... Is strange, right? Like mm-hmm. she plays really strange, but I love their friendship and how she goes to bat for Christina Applegate's character like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this moment in the restaurant where she tells has to tell this waitress. Uh, she tells her off, mm-hmm. and the way she drops this news to the wait ra- um, waitress, I don't want to spoil it too much. It is it is really good. So when you get to that point where in this weird weird restaurant, it I just love her and having um, Christina Applegates back. Like, okay. Maybe good.
1: I'll pick it back up. I watched a couple of episodes and I liked it but I wasn't like completely drawn in. Yeah. I think I mentioned too that I loved Christina <laughs> Applegates um, always be closing moment. Where yeah. <laughs> She had the wherewithal to whip out a business card in a very uh, traumatic situation. Yeah. And I just love that in a gal. (laughs) Uh, But maybe I'll give it another try.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can understand why it might not be for you, but I just it was interesting. I liked the friendship there Mm -hmm. and having them be there for each other another thing it. i am watching yes is a nice little veronica mars rewatch. oh a long time ago we used to be friends i know i know a lot of people don't like rewatching shows but it is oh no for me uh, so i just started over all the seasons are now on hulu and
1: give me your impression
0: you know the first my first impr- impression is like forget are you a logan or are you a duncan yes. you know do you like are you on team logan or team duncan i'm on i'm here for keith mars of course and wallace finnell
1: who's your daddy yeah (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) oh both of those men are fiercely loyal
1: yeah neither of them have bad frosted tips a la logan (laughs) in season one let's (laughs) be honest no puka shells oh brother
0: oh and like i just watched wallace i just ended i'm in season two dang i know um Because I already know what happens, it's easy to just listen. But I just watched Wallace call out Veronica about not, you know, he just got bad news about his dad or new news about his um, biological father. And Veronica's just been really insensitive about it and not giving him the time that he needs. And he just calls her out. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a nice moment. I mean, it was kind of a gut-wrenching moment too, but that he's like, hey, I'm here for you all the time. Yep.
1: Where a are favor you? machine. Yeah.
0: Where are you? And this... I like their friendship. There's like a little love story there. I don't know if it's creepy to say there's a love story between her and her dad. Just no, like I their relationship such story. Such a
1: great, strong relationship. Yeah.
0: And how... You can tell, like, especially in the moments where they're worried about the other person's safety, just, like, how yep. intense it is. And I think they're great the actors. The end of season
1: one was brutal.
0: Um, Yeah. And when Erin Eccles, like, spoiler, coming pops up in the back of her car in yep. season one. I screamed it, out loud. Oh, I still remember the exact <laughs> moment, exactly where I was when that happens. We were in a dark apartment during grad school watching that, and it was oh, just, no. like so terrifying and i peed st- my pants it's still i s- couldn't even watch oh, no. it i that just i stopped watching it or i just listened to it but yeah. i couldn't see the image of him popping up in the back seat
1: i still love you harry hamlin
0: yeah <laughs> 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 and then okay my final thought on this is like it's still blowing my mind that the actor we saw at atx festival yes. who plays logan Eccles. yes i forget his name jason Jack. Doring. jason Doring, thank you um It still blows my mind that he is the same person that plays Logan Echols. Oh, that
1: jacked up muscle man?
0: Yeah. He he was, well, just that he was just like so humble and quiet
1: on the stage. That's true. Yeah. And And really soft-spoken. Soft-spoken, understated, mm -hmm.
0: didn't want the attention on him.
1: For all of those qualities, he plays a psychotic jackass very well. Yeah,
0: just completely charismatic as Logan Echols Mm -hmm. and is an interesting transition from the character or the person we saw talking yep. about himself and then logan eccles who's all about me
1: so Oh i'm so excited i'll be done with that soon tell me i need more. to get on that tip i know you've been watching more robin um all right i'm ready to bring it are you ready Duh. um so prepared. i started um the newest season of stranger things <gasps> i'm two episodes in all right Um, I'm loving the mall rat setting. Um, So they really are leaning hard into 80s mall culture and 80s music. And um, yeah, like the tunes budget for this uh, show is off the charts. Yeah. Um, Steve Harrington is still my everything. (laughs) Um, There is a new character on the show named... Robin, um, who works at the um, ice cream shop with Steve, and she is Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Oh, yeah. She has been, like, wonderful to watch so far. Interesting to see, like, what happens to her, where they go with her character. Um, But she's always making fun of Steve for hanging out with all the little like twerps yep. yeah she always says steve your children are here <laughs> um, when all his like pile of little tweens come in um long listeners of the show might remember that hopper um from stranger things was my original father from my original fantasy family yes um i still have a never-ending love for him however he's looking a little sweaty <laughs> he's looking uh, a little like magnum p.i Got a mustache situation and a Hawaiian shirt popping,
0: and that's a bad thing.
1: It's, it's <laughs> something. See also my comment about sweaty, um, but I'm still very hopeful for hashtag dropper to happen. Um, Winona forever.
0: Do they keep um, dangling that in front of you? Yeah,
1: they're kind of doing a little tease there. I think they know that you know the fans love them some, some jopper yeah um but it's great so far i have to be careful about watching it at night because there is some like like jump scares and real gross like exploding yeah exploding rats and stuff yeah um so you know i'm a sensitive little delicate flower <laughs> you, um, you are <laughs> um but yeah it's good so far and i just i like that world i like the universe they've created i love them all i mean who thanks, doesn't Rachel, love thanks. them
0: all well me but i thought I know I mentioned this to you that I was like, maybe this is the season. Mm. I'll just jump right in and oh. see what everyone's talking about. Because listen up, y'all.
1: <laughs> Meredith lays this on me <laughs> last a couple of days ago. She was too scared to watch more than like the first five minutes of season oh, one. Yeah. Like she watched through her fingers.
0: Barely first episode.
1: With like shakes and trimmers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and still working says- it out. You know what? I'm just gonna jump right into season three. That'll probably be fine. I just didn't like that there were children in danger in season <laughs> one. Anyway, Ooh, I think yeah, season three might be the way for to go for you. Just jump on in.
0: Yeah, my worst take of the week was probably that I could handle Stranger Things season three, but I was feeling hopeful. I felt like I was in a healthier place, and this is a show Eric, my husband, watches by himself. Yeah. Um. And it's not a show we watch together i should say and so he it was on the other day and i came in and i was like oh this anything will hook me for a second and then it got weird yeah that's the so thing it's
1: definitely strange it's right there in the title <laughs> Whoa, <word.
0: laughs> <laughs> well, we are on to something stranger it's things i like see it's what they did
1: super terrifying but it is weird it's no. creepy and like Unsettling, I would say. Yeah, this
0: character walks in and he sees a bunch of people, and then they come it's up to him, and him. it's him. It's yeah. a bunch of him. I just finished watching that episode, and I was like, I'm gonna go throw up now. Oh, I, this and that's not, is not yeah, for you. Yeah, I know, but just the whole feeling I got about it was yeah, like it was too much and for me. Dark and mm-hmm. yeah, so um, things
1: happening in an abandoned farm.
0: Yeah, I take it back. This is not going to be <laughs> the show for me, even though I have major FOMO. That's it. Jump in
1: both feet. Season three. You can do yes, it. Yes, <laughs> that,
0: that is me. I just really feel like I'm missing
1: out. Um, I'll give you, you know what? Just read the summary.
0: Yeah, I've done that plenty of times for All other right. things.
1: Meredith, are you ready for the highlight of the week? Yes. Um, Love Island. Yes. Is happening both in the UK and the US right now. They're airing at the same time. I am spoiled for choice. Um You're, do you do ha- you have no time for anything else. I really, you know, people say that and yet <laughs> <laughs> it's about priorities, yo. Um and as much as I like to judge pieces of art such as this on yeah. their own merits, it's really impossible not to compare the two. Yeah. So I'd like to give you just a brief rundown of my initial impressions of Love Island US okay. versus the original love island uk yeah. first of all the villa is almost identical the us version is hosted in fiji and the uk version version is in majorca i believe okay which are both islands, so check, check. I've check been
0: plus. to both of them, so it's fine. Oh, excuse I'm just kidding. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Well, um, now I will say that the narrator on the US version is very clearly trying to be as catty and clever as the narrator for the UK version. Yeah. Um, it's not happening. <laughs> like you just can't be catty and clever unless you're British. So yeah, you that's, need the accent. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of essential. Yeah. Now, in fairness, I feel like the UK narrator is trying to recapture the magic of his past seasons when yeah. everyone was like, "He's so
0: catty and clever." <laughs> He's like, "Remember that time I yeah. was funny here, me yeah. trying to be more funny?" Exactly.
1: Do. So, like, as much as the US guy can't be him, I don't feel like he can be him. Yeah. So I think it was last season or this season before he had this catchphrase that he trotted out where one of the characters was named Marcel. And that's like the person that everyone would go to for advice. And whenever someone would be taking him to a corner for advice, the narrator or the voiceover guy would say, paging Dr. Marcel. (laughs) And it was the funniest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. I literally considered purchasing a paging Dr. Marcel t-shirt just to wear (laughs) to, to entertain myself (laughs) and like the two people I know who watched it. Um, so that was like like one of the best catchphrases of all time, and he's trying to recapture it this year with the guy that everybody goes to as a ballroom dancer. Yeah. So he'll say, um, "Viewers out there, if you need to talk to someone, it is imperative that you find a professional." ballroom dancer. So that's like him trying to and it's just kind of landing a little flat. It's no paging Dr. Marcel, I can tell you that. Um that's so why
0: I like to start lower the start with a <laughs> a really low bar. You well, can take some cues the,
1: from me. The bar is on the ground when it comes to Love Island, <laughs> let's be clear there. Um, so that is my thought on the voiceover guy. The host, um, of the U S version is like this beautiful woman, but she's trying to be funny and goofy and I'm such a weirdo. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, The host of the UK version is this woman named Carolyn Flack. Yeah. She's some sort of TV presenter, TV host or something in the UK. And she is terrifying. Whenever she comes onto the property, people start getting in line. Like, yeah. she is a force to be reckoned with. She's not goofy. She's not silly. She's not trying to tell you how weird she is and how she's clumsy and almost fell in the ocean. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. We when don't need that. When she hits town, they say it's a flack attack. They say the flack is back. So this little ding dong on the American version is no flack attack. Yeah.
0: Um, we don't need another contestant. As mm, ex-
1: Meredith, you're not even a Love Island watcher and you get it. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Ariel, but you are, you are no flack attack. Now in summary, I just have to say the most important part that I feel is lacking in the U.S. version of Love Love Island is the accents and the Brit phrases. You can't top it. You cannot do it. It is truly what makes Love Island magical. And if you are not cracking on or getting mugged off, I'm not interested. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about that. Meredith, what else have you been watching? So
0: I haven't been... I don't have any other things that I've been watching, but yes. I do have a new podcast that okay. is about television. Okay. That I allow it. I am loving. It's called Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And it is a a comedian in New York, and she is connected to so many other comedians that I love right now. There's like this group of twenty something comedians slash writers who okay. write for SNL, who write okay. for um other podcasts that we listen to they do story pirates like okay. there's like all these <laughs> this group of um, comedians bow and yang is a part of them they're okay. like buddies they must have all come up through some like comedy troupe together or something. or something yeah yeah so um nicole silverberg i believe is her name she talks about Grey's anatomy and what i love about it is that one she has all these other comedians who i love on there talking about it i found out about her through this other girl on Twitter, her name's Eva Victor, you've mm-hmm. probably seen her videos of like, girl tries to explain to her boyfriend why women shouldn't be paid equal or something. Okay. Like that. You look her up, it's yes. hilarious. Yes, yes. Um, she is so funny. Anyway, so I found out she had like tweeted that she was on this podcast about Grey's Anatomy. So I'm like, you had me right there. And they, like, legitimately like Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And I'm like, these are funny, smart people who actually like the show, but they also can recognize its flaws. And so okay. what she does is she has people come on, and they can talk about any aspect of Grey's Anatomy they want to. Okay. She doesn't, like, go through episode by episode. She says, like, some people come in and want to talk about one character and their arc, or they'll want to talk about, like, a certain theme on Grey's Anatomy, like tragedies or whatever. Okay. And it's so funny and just perfect. Um... One episode is about like the hotties and like <laughs> who you would actually want to date. So do I um, have to
1: have watched Grey's Anatomy to like this show?
0: I think probably. I think they're funny in either way. Okay. Um, But you should go Bowen Yang goes on and talks about Christina Yang who was played by Sandra Oh mm-hmm. and so you might I think that's like the first episode. So you might like that one because we like Bowen Yang and we love Sandra Oh on this podcast. Okay so that's it um i love it if you like Grey's anatomy and need a funny listen nicole's gray's anatomy is where it's at all right that's a hot tip um all right so next up we are going to have a conversation with our friend mallory okay today we are talking to mallory mallory welcome hello uh we are so glad to have you just for the listeners mallory is one of my most talented friends I always say that Um, she does it all. But one of the amazing things that you do, Mal, is that you're an amazing seamstress. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about Project Runway.
1: I'm very excited to hear your take on the newest season. Um, But before we get started, Mallory, we always ask our guests here at the pod what they are watching. Would you like to share what you've been watching?
2: Yes. Um, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Um, what I'm watching right now is Big Little Lies. Ooh. Yeah, really loving it. Are
0: you caught up in the new season?
2: I am caught up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does Alexander and... Skarsgård come back? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean he comes back in the form of flashbacks.
1: Okay. But there's you a lot less
2: attention. violence and a lot less uh tennis rackets you know, it's a little it's a little bit more peaceful okay. but Meryl Streep um, is amazing in it she's got some new teeth okay um, I would I would watch just for the teeth alone
1: okay you heard <laughs> so, it first folks. first folks watch for the teeth yeah I heard um, that there's some good Meryl screaming too
2: yeah, well, there's Meryl screaming, there's Reese Witherspoon screaming, there's, um, I mean, almost everyone has, like, a big moment on the show, um, and I have to say, if you haven't watched it before, like, once you get into it, the the opening song, mm-hmm. I love it so much, if for some reason it, like, pulls me in, it makes me feel like, yes, here we go. <laughs> I love that. This That's is just really, like Felicity it... used to do. Yes,
0: um, Mallory was one of my friends that used to watch Felicity, Felicity. full time. With, um, yeah, we were just talking about Stranger Things and how I can't watch it and how I have FOMO about it. And Big Little Lies is another one that I feel like I'm really missing out.
2: So I need to I need to get on that train. Did you watch season one? Yeah. No. Oh. Season one has some hard parts to watch. I've had some yeah. friends who just recently started watching it and they were like, "Ugh!" Like the kind of like Mm -hmm. because there's violence and domestic violence and often those are inner like in the middle of like a sex scene so basically you know if that makes you uncomfortable if alexander skarsgård and nicole kidman are together you know you can just fast forward yeah and uh get through those parts um what if he's my favorite character (laughs) well then watch away i mean it's just your own personal preference disturbed
0: yeah yeah, well, that's I mean everyone's talking about it, so you're right in the middle of pop culture right now, Mal.
1: Come yeah, for the that teeth, one's stay good. for the screams.
2: <laughs> yes, another one I'm watching also on HBO is uh, Los Spookies. Oh, oh yeah. how is that? Our guy Fred Armisen. Yeah, it's um it's really interesting. I would you know I feel like it has its high. It, it kind of has its up and ups and downs, like. Okay um it has some really great moments kind of like how forever was you know like where you yeah. get these really great Fred Armisen moments or other characters um it's just such a kind of a weird different show and I love anything I love off kilter kind of weird stuff Tim yeah. Robbins stuff you know me and Meredith <laughs> talk about Detroiters all the time okay yeah Um I think
0: you should leave Oh man, we have a, oh.
1: no. That is the hardest of passes. I
0: feel like I we have a no a whole other conversation about um Detroiters I think you should leave and that other show that we watched. Oh um Last Man on Earth also just oh, like totally of weaver, course. Yes. <laughs> like
2: my number one about. show. Last yes. no Last Man on Earth is my like my number one show. Yeah. And And I still, like, just laugh out loud to myself when I think of TC Tuggers.
0: (laughs) You and Eric both. Oh, my goodness. Like, he, he, today, as he's leaving work, he's got my TC Tuggers on or whatever. It's
2: so good. And it's one of those things that you build up and then you watch it with them. And then, like, they're not laughing. but (laughs) Oh, yeah. That. That
0: definitely had its ups and downs too. Is this um, last
1: man on earth?
0: No, this is. Um, I think you should leave. It's oh, okay. a Tim Robbins yeah. weird comedy show. Yeah, Robin is not. It's not for Robin. I'm not
1: here for un- <laughs> like things that make Robin. me uncomfortable or agree as oh, I like to say. Yeah,
0: they they push the boundaries on comfort level all the time.
1: No, um, can't do it. I'll watch Stranger Things oh, so all fine. the live long day, but I'm not here for.
0: Well, that's why I probably could get into Losa Spookies. I don't know, Mallory. We were just talking about the ATX Festival and Fred Armisen was there representing and the whole uh, cast of Los yeah. spookies was there and we saw him and like I felt like I could pick him up and just like stick him in my pocket and just like carry him around. He just yeah. was just,
1: like oh was
2: I almost hit Fred Armisen in a crosswalk once. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that story you know he's yeah so
2: he's yeah he's filming Portlandia like you know every summer for the last few years and I like come up I pull up at this four-way stop like next to this party balloon store and I kind of like forget that it's a I kind of blow through the stop sign a little bit and forget and he is in the middle of this crosswalk and I like slam on my brakes and he's and he just like turns and looks at me like what are you doing? And then continues to walk away. And then I, I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Fred Armisen. And I like took turned a U turn and tried to like follow them. <laughs> I lost him walking down train track. Um, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I love a good uh, Fred Armisen
2: run in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literal run in almost. So I am um, also, I feel like I have to mention this too. I watch a lot of TV. So this, you know, okay. I don't to go on so yes. long.
1: No. But another
2: show that I am just, I came on late and have just binged the entire thing almost is Veep I'm in oh, the last yeah. season. Yeah.
1: That's good stuff. Oh,
2: I love that show so much. It's so, it's like so crass that it's like an art form.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: You yeah. know, uh, like all use- the... in.
0: They use the F word in ways that like, I did not even know were possible.
2: <laughs> yes. It's like, it, it's so funny. And I did, um, I was a political science major and I worked in politics for a little bit. I mean, I interned um, yeah. and honestly, like my very short experience with politics, like even watching the super crazy show about it, it like brought me back and there it make it's one of those things where you're like it really is this crazy
0: yeah when you're well, watching it that's I mean that's that's hard to hear
2: <laughs> I know it,
0: uh, but Beep really is good is one of those shows though I would have to take serious breaks from because it was a little too much for me in that like I'm like this probably is real and that's depressing and I don't want <laughs> I don't it. Yeah, know.
2: it's, yeah, it's, it starts to become like, I think it's because her character is so outrageous and yeah. so awful that I feel like I don't think people can be truly that, that awful. Yeah. And it's so awful. It's entertaining. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's another. Hopefully, our
1: politicians have our best interests at heart.
0: Oh, there, yeah, I think they do, Robin. I think they do. <laughs> okay. Way to turn Always. this. Always. <laughs> All right. Should we get um, into our? Oh, go ahead. Do you have one more
2: thing? Oh, oh, nothing. I was just gonna say that one time when I was working for an, as an intern for uh, a governor, and I brought him like a subway sandwich, <laughs> and he was like, he um, asked for it toasted, and I got it toasted. Okay. But he like <laughs> slammed it down, and he's just like, "This sandwich is not toasted." Oh, who got this sandwich? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm know. In the That's... intern.
0: Yeah.
1: That does feel straight out of Veep.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It.
0: <laughs> um, I hope <laughs> you had a le- I hope you had a leviathan as well. <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's get into our main topic because we're dying to talk to you about the new project runway um project runway is in its 17th season I after taking believe that a short break so I mallory know. tell us have you been wa- Is are you like a diehard on project runway how long have you been watching it
2: well i feel like i am a die i have been a diehard i kind of got into it maybe because I didn't have Bravo and you know at the time it was hard to get shows so I think I jumped in like the second season and I watched pretty consistently until I would say the 11th or 12th and then when like third well I think I watched like 14 through 13, 14, 15 I I even tried to kind of watch some of it and it started to kind of lose its pull for me a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah, Which is why sure. I was so interested in the reboot. Yeah. And I kind of, I loved it so much because I, it kind of sucked me right back into where I used to be, where I like Ooh. loved watching the show. Um, just because it's like so familiar, but so different. Like they didn't change like the music for instance, or yeah. any of the graphics, um, or even the formula. What they did is they stripped it back down to like its most basic formula. Yeah. Because it went to some pretty crazy places over the years. Sure. Yeah. Um, they tried.
0: They tried to gussy it up a few times to make it more interesting.
1: Does and it still have all the embedded sponsorships, like the the accessory wall brought to you by Johnson oh, and Johnson? Yeah. Or okay, great for it, sure. I
0: mean, it's got yeah the brother sewing brother sewing room or whatever um but i will agree i the la- 14 i think i w- realized that i stopped watching after season 14 and it was kind of a drag those last few seasons i watched and we just kind of watched like the intro and then watched the runway fast forward yeah fast forward through all the stuff and watch the runway fast forward see who won see who lost type of thing Mm-hmm. and but I just only started watching episode one and was like yeah I'm in it I want to watch this now like it it did get me back into I hooked you back in it did It hooked me right back in so I agree Mal. With that. Yeah, it just has memory. a
2: feeling of like renewed energy that I think mm-hmm. it really needed and I love I love Tim Gunn Yeah. um I I like Heidi I feel like I don't know how much Heidi added to the show <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> beyond like just wearing her crazy sparkly short dresses well and, and being saying goodbye. 60
1: years old and looking like a bombshell i mean yeah. So. oh yeah <laughs> uh,
0: just, so we, that's
1: not nothing
0: we should mention <laughs> and so one of the things that's different is like basically the whole cast nina garcia is the only original
2: member.
1: She terrifies me yeah. and I adore her.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad they kept one. You know, yeah. yeah well, one, it had to be kind of anyone.
1: Like a, it's got to mm-hmm. be Nina
2: Garcia. I uh, I did love Michael Kors so much though. He had the I do too. I well, thought he a special something.
1: That's
0: yeah. funny because Michael Kors was, like, my least favorite because he'd always just be so dramatic in his lines. Like, that looks like a trash bag. It was eaten by a fish and then thrown up on a dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but it was funny. Yeah, no, I get it.
1: But it's... He had a subtle je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess I'm in the minority here. But we should say that so... There's a new Heidi now, and so whoever, I don't remember even, oh, the I guess she was the host of the show, is now Carly Kloss, um, and mm-hmm. then we have Nina Garcia as a judge, Elaine Walteroth, who's, she's an editor of Teen Vogue, um, and then Brandon Maxwell, he's a designer, he's a guest, uh, I mean, not his guest, he's a judge, and then the new Tim Gunn is Christian Siriano. Um and I'm curious about how you feel about Christian Siriano in the very first episode was pretty subdued. He was pretty calm. Um, I'm interested how you feel about him as the new Tim Gunn or like as the
2: new mentor. Yeah, I thought his choice was, I mean, it's like a perfect choice in a way because he's like very like Tim Gunn. He's, well, I don't think people knew much about Tim Gunn before the show started, but like, he's oh, kind yeah. Of, Beloved. I'm sure I I think in his season he was um polarizing. Mm -hmm. But you know, he was he was a favorite for sure. But I, I also was really noticing how he went, it's like he I'm like, oh, he's got such a mature tone, but it's been you know, so many years since right. he yeah. was in his early twenties when he was, he a was contestant. an
1: infant when he was a contestant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. he was. So yeah, young.
2: he's matured. He has a yeah. lot of experience, um, in the industry and he, although I think he found his footing kind of as the season went on, because like mm-hmm. at the beginning, I feel like mostly what he was doing was he would be like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And like slowly walk away.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and just kind of be like, oh, I don't know. Or he'd just kind of like tell his opinion, like, I don't like that. But yeah. he wouldn't necessarily give like constructive criticism, or Tim would kind of mold it into like a that's an interesting idea. Let's explore it this way. Yeah. Um, I think he did kind of get to that point. And I think he's going to be a real he's obviously has really good advice for like being a contestant on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was oh. such a, his big, what he's known for on the show is being like the fastest sewer ever. He could make yeah. these incredible things in the time allowed. Yeah, one um, thing. Well, and it, it seems like, like a they, full they really circle
1: moment for him, right? To be like this contestant and then go out and make a name for himself and then come back and be invited back as a mentor on the show. That just has to be like incredibly gratifying for him, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, totally. And he has found, I think, a lot of success, you know, more in the public eye and Mm -hmm. dressing celebrities on the red carpet, which interestingly enough, I remember on his season, him like dressing the, the real people challenge, you know, where people like women Mm -hmm. wanted a special something for an occasion (laughs) and they, people would always like bemoan having, uh, Oh, a model size who's eight. over a size four yeah. yeah and he like picked the tiniest one and you know i feel like but he was young yeah. and inexperienced and i feel so, like now he has a voice
1: yeah i feel like he stepped in it several times on his episode and has since had to or on his season and has since had to walk back some pretty insensitive things that he said and he's apologized and re-apologized um But Mm I will love him forever for raising his hand to dress Leslie Jones when no one else would. And I think that just really kind of opened the floodgates of these women of all sizes and of all ages and shapes who there wasn't a place for them in high fashion. And Christian Siriano said, come right over here, ladies. Like, I will make things for you. They will be beautiful and you will feel wonderful in them. And I think that is not a small thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree, and so talking about that, Mallory, tell us a little bit about how things have changed. Um, I noticed on this episode that I watched that they the models are um, they are diverse, diversifying the sizes. Um,
1: of <laughs> there's models. a zero. There's a two. There's a zero. Goes, there's a two.
0: From what, <laughs> from what I read, it was zero to twenty-two. So what? Um, they were changing that. So can you talk a little bit about that and like the importance? Yeah. Of that?
2: I really liked how they dealt with the models this season. Um, Often what they would do this season is they would just like randomly assign the designers your model um, or pick them out of like the button bag. and
0: each challenge you didn't have the same you didn't have the same model and
2: sometimes they could keep the same model like if Mm -hmm. you won you could keep your same model the the choice was like do you want to keep your model or have a different one and then if they don't all the models cards would be like placed on a wall and they would all run over and grab them but you don't (laughs) know you don't know who they're picking it's not like it used to be a very like picked for the ball team like pick yeah. and then who's last yeah and it would be like the bigger models who would who would they all the designers you know would complain that they're hard they're difficult to dress yeah um, and there are several there are at least two or three that you know are definitely in the size 20 range also just a lot of sizes of just like in between like it I love like it because regular I, like women yes, just regular like 10 12 or 8 or um and it made the size zero models honestly when they came down the runway yeah they were boring to me like I I've loved also diversifying like my own feed on Instagram with like different sizes of fashion influencers or um a lot of different like people who make clothes who are um in bigger sizes or different shapes and I loved seeing the different sizes of models and I loved seeing what they made for them. And there was a lot of designers who embraced that. There was a time or two where they would complain and kind of do the whole thing that always happens on Project Runway, which is just like, you know, talking about how hard it is. And Christian was great to have around for that because he would help set them straight. And um, I feel like the tone of the show was they would kind of not talk about it, which was good, because it's just normalizing it. Like, let's just normalize that all the models are different shapes. And also they had a trans, they had a trans um, model as well.
0: Yeah, I love that in episode one, the moment that the designer, I forget what the designer's name was, but that... The model came out and said, "Like I'm the first trans model in Project Runway," and they had this like really special moment. The designer just felt really honored to be designing for, and it was really sweet. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Man, nice. now I gotta watch Project Runway again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tell us, tell us more about things that have evolved that you've liked, or maybe some things that you feel like kind of went backwards or stayed the same that probably should have evolved do you have any more
2: yeah well some things um like in the sewing community there's a lot of and I think in the fashion community um kind of starting out I think I know in ethical companies there's a lot of talk about a cultural appropriation specifically about a lot of different areas but there's a lot of talk with the word, using the word kimono yeah. um, and appropriation of that because there's been pat, a lot of sewing patterns that mm-hmm. use the word kimono in it. And most people, including myself, until I was like educated differently, just kind of thought that's a type of jacket, like that's just a word, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, and not thinking that it's cultural appropriation. So there's a lot of um, education and awareness around it. And it made me see, like, on Project Runway, there were, you know, these white designers who were throwing around, like, I want to make this kimono style jacket, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, or one, um, one designer did make a, make a garment that had, like, an African um, neck piece, and this designer is not black, and um the the judges did bring up like i feel like you know this is kind of um kind of in going into cultural appropriation so they yeah. did cover it but it made me realize like i think a lot of people don't know about this how i mean obviously with kim kardashian yeah. um shapewear line i feel like that has maybe brought a lot more awareness to a whole new group of people who haven't been talking about it before. Yeah, Kim um,
0: Kardashian brings um, the uh, topic of cultural appropriation. is like often she's like the prime example. <laughs> yeah. Cornrows and all these other things. Kim but... shines
1: a light in all sorts of places.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's totally true. It's interesting that it's in in that environment and also like in the, the sewing community looking into that. Like it's yeah, there. and
2: it made me realize that I think that I think a lot of work is trying to be done with the big fashion houses. So mm-hmm. like some, and that is harder to change. I think they there there's a ton of like indie pattern makers who are like, okay, great, we're going to change the name and they in they um, change it quickly. Um, yeah. But it just made me realize how deep these things go and kind of how yeah. far they've you know they've been around and we're just used to it.
0: It looked like there were a lot of really great guest judges this season. Did you have any favorites?
2: Yes, I loved. Um, for me, getting to know Marnie Cinefante for the first yeah. time—I had not heard of her—and they brought her on partway through the season as a um, as a stylist like mentor collaborator so she would come in and give them styling tips which is like such a great and helpful thing for the contestants like such a half of half of their presentation is how they style it down the road right and she has such a unique style she wears the most she layers like 12 different things together in the most weird way that you would not imagine and you know it looks cool and she's just really um kind of like an eccentric and um fun personality so they brought her on a couple times in that way and then one time like Nina was sick and Carly had a friend's wedding that she just couldn't miss. So they brought her on as a guest <laughs> judge, like unexpectedly. And I loved it. I, it just made me, I, she's one of those people that are like Tim. Like, yeah, I loved Tim, but you kind of wish that Tim was a judge all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's how I felt like with her. She was um, really a really fun part of the show. And I wish that, that she was there like every episode.
0: Oh, hopefully it,
1: yeah.
0: um, she can make it a regular it or something. And...
1: So I wanted to ask you why you think that Project Runway does have this enduring appeal. Um, Meredith and I were talking before we started recording about the fact that it's launched a million other shows with the same kind of format of like, on your market get set, go, go make these things with these crazy supplies or like make this assignment and think out of the box. Um, just as a quick aside, I don't know if you've watched the show with um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman called Making It.
2: Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple episodes. It's one of those I need to watch more of it.
1: Yeah. It's right I, up my alley, Yeah. It's really great, but it definitely feels like kind of a Me Too project runway, right? Like it's very similar in kind of how the show is set up. Um, And just a shout out or just a side note to anyone who loves Amy Poehler and like her wacky kind of improv-y like Caitlin from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) If you've been missing that, um, you see little snippets of that on the bumpers for that show kind of in between the challenges. Um, But I digress. So back to um, like what do you think the appeal is of Project Runway? Why are we sitting here, you know, coming up to 20 seasons Um, Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that people love and keeps it going?
2: Um, I think, you know, like a lot of reality shows that we love, maybe like The Bachelor or whatever. For me, it's a it's very escapist. Um, It takes you kind of to this different world that you access, like the fashion world. And like personally, for me, I love behind the scenes, like learning about how these things are made and how it works. And but for me as someone who makes clothing on a regular basis, I also watch this show and I'm inspired and I'm they are these designers are doing things that are amazing to me, as someone who knows how to sew. So I can only imagine for someone who doesn't know how to sew or design at all. um, I think it's just one of those shows that showcases really, really talented people also really unique personalities at the same time, because they have all these different ideas that they're bringing that you've never thought about before. Um, And, you know, like, I think we all love to like watch something come down the runway and like judge it and be like, I like that. I don't like that. Like Mm -hmm. that's good, you know? something about that runway.
0: It does make fashion a little more accessible in that like, you can say like, yeah, I have an opinion about that.
1: i couldn't do that but i yeah and speaking of the personalities i just wanted to give a quick shout to some of our listeners who weighed in on their favorite um contestants of yesteryear Uh, we had one vote for mondo um one of our listeners said that she did like sebastian um from this season and that they were starting new traditions kind of as a fresh start for the show um Meredith did you have any favorites
0: um no I really loved Mondo I don't know if you remember Corto um I I really loved Corto and then like a a designer that we constantly imitate in our house is Stella do you remember Stella she was the leather lady and
2: she only she like loved working with leather oh and she like looks kind of like she was a roadie for a band. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. She looks <laughs> like she loves leather. Um, yeah, because and we'd always just be like, "I love
2: leather. My cat is leather. My TV's <laughs> yes. leather." Like it just, <laughs> yes, <laughs> She comes uh, like deep within a borough of New York. Yes, it exactly. popped out.
1: I have to go look these people up, because I did watch several seasons, and in prepping for this episode, I was going back through the winners, and I was like, oh my gosh, I miss that person, I love that person. I have to say, just speaking of running over Fred Armisen in a crosswalk, I was in a diner in Philadelphia um, right after Jay McCarroll won season one, and he walked in, and we sat at a diner counter together at Morning Glory. What's up, Jay McCarroll? Carol. Um, but I have to say that um my favorite was Santino. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Do you remember Santino Mallory? Yes. Do you remember when he used to do impressions of Tim Gunn? And he used to pretend <laughs> that Tim Gunn and another contestant were going on <laughs> dates together? Andre, where's Andre? Andre, eat your lobster. I mean, still to this day. Oh, any
2: yeah, anyone who does know. Tim Gunn impressions is was always Always hilarious. Santino did it unapologetically and constantly, and
1: he is my all-time fave. Mm. I also love a cheating scandal. Remember when that one guy got booted for having design books under his bed?
2: Yes. And I was just reading, and I there was a recent season where a girl got kicked off because she brought a tape measure back to the apartment and (sighs) measured some of her clothes like that. And then she was gone. I don't remember that. I, I think cheater, it, it was in one cheater, of the, it was one the last eater. seasons on Lifetime, so I don't think I saw it, but I just read about it. I love um, that. And really interesting. I, um, for a character that I love, I mean, I have a lot, but just from watching the season, um, Hester Sunshine, uh, she went really far. That's in this a,
0: season? I, is, she girl, is she the girl who had all the colorful clothes?
2: Yes um That's i really has- liked her because she's yes she's a, like so such a different personality and like does her own thing at the same time in in previous part uh different season of the show you would see her and think oh there she's gonna be the villain or like
0: the yeah. caddy yeah. or whatever
2: yeah. and she like goes out of her way to like praise other designers and like talk about how much she loves other people's work and co- congratulating other people when they win there was like a I mean, there was some dramatic moments this season of people just being rude, but mostly I feel like there was a lot of also like positive, yeah, um, things that were going on that I really liked. Like her, her personality was really good. It showed that like you can go really far and also not be like violently competitive. That's really um,
1: nice because I feel like that hasn't always been the case in seasons of yesteryear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-
0: I do enjoy um, the interpersonal conflicts and things and friendships (laughs) and friendships throughout the season.
1: Meredith's here for the cattiness. Don't lie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I do think that's, uh, that's fun. (laughs) All right, Mal. um, Any, any last words on project runway? It's been really fun talking to you and getting me excited to keep watching it. Yeah, me too.
1: Mallory, where can people find you and your work?
2: Um, you can find me on Instagram. My um, username is Mallory Makes. Mallory spelled like calorie with an M. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: And I will say that I have busted out my sewing machine uh, recently, and I've made a few things after really going through Mallory's stuff and being inspired by what she's making. I love um, that. I found a few patterns through you, Mal, and I made a dress, a top, a made another dress and then it's only partway done and I've already put it back in the closet because I got frustrated
2: <laughs> hey, we all have we all have to do that sometimes I had to do that today actually I had I have to like even just for a couple hours I have to stop and like come back to it yeah it can be, it can be rough but that's awesome I I still want to see pictures of them yeah well but um I will
0: say Mallory is a good follow so Mallory makes on Instagram thanks so much mal for talking
2: with us thanks for having me
0: okay thanks so much to mallory for that enlightening conversation about the sewing world and project runway um, and thank you for listening i um, just a reminder if you're feeling into it follow follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at my tv pod or send us an email at my at you hey
1: Get out there, subscribe, rate, review us. Make it a five star review. Thank you, Mood. (laughs) Bye, Mood. Bye.